smell something? Put that cookie down! Hello and welcome to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I'm Shane. I'm Chancer. And we're filmmakers, we're fans, and we're following up on our adventures in a new sequel today. We're talking about sequels, and then we're also finding out what happened to us before you met us Ooh. in a, a, a prequel nature. We're talking about sequels and prequels this week, and uh, we have guest Zane C. Weber on once again. I am... The eternal guest. I like. I like guest. that he wasn't special. He wasn't regular. He is just guest today. He's just guest. Because uh, Josh role. is away. Because uh, Josh was. Uh, he was at a house party. Yeah. And he was. He was having troubles. His friend Jeremy was there, and and Sarah, and <laughs> uh, things yeah. got out of hand. And he went to drive away and there was like a car accident and then he's like a ghost talking to sorry i feel like the only person who would understand this is is, josh himself josh himself so josh if you're listening spoil spoiler Spoiler alert alert for for his own own movie movie. yeah Um, don't don't if if people are intending to watch his movie don't listen to the last five minutes (laughs) because we told him in retrospect yeah Uh, but well, this talk- is the prequel. Yes, this is. This is. But we're talking about uh, sequels and prequels. But before, as usual, we always ask, "What have you been watching?" And Chancellor, oh, what have you been it. watching? Okay, what have I been watching? Good question. Um, so uh, we, we were talking about this just before the podcast. Listening uh, to another podcast, you must remember this uh, struck this feeling within me that I really, really wanted to watch Death Becomes Her. And I have been looking for it everywhere, and I can't find it. So instead, I watched Witches of Eastwick, uh, which very was uh, good. really good. Uh, it's a good movie. It's, yeah, it's a- very bizarre. Yeah, like it, it. It's one of those ones where, like, it just just it doesn't explain a lot. No, things it, just like, cr- like are they witches? Are they not witches? Eh. When I read, because the uh, description on, um, I think it's on Stan or Netflix, can't remember. The description on it says specifically that these three women fall in love with Satan. I'm like, all right, cool. And then I'm watching the movie. I'm like, they've never said he is Satan. Is that a twist that's ruined for me? They never say he's Satan. It just is. He's just a devil guy. He's just a devil. And and the fun part is I was listening. It was like the only bit of trivia I accidentally looked at at IMDb when I was trying to see who had directed the film. And the one bit of trivia was apparently the producer halfway through production was like, we got to make it aliens. Just make them aliens. And George Miller's like, why? I don't don't know what, because I stopped reading at that point. Is that what the big giant thing that he becomes at the end or something? I don't know, because I was worried that reading that spoiled the end for me. But That's definitely a demon. It's based on a book. Have you read the book? Yes. Is it? I recently directed a Yes, yes, you directed a musical (laughs) version. (laughs) The musical version of it. Explains a little more than the movie, which it, I found well, was really interesting. Yeah, it it settles into the story a little bit more. Yeah, uh, and it is kind of up in the air whether or not they're witches before they meet him, or whether he just because they're not they're not like witches. They're not like oh, we're witches. Let's do a spell. They're just kind of like fucking around, and then they accidentally they're like yeah, we want this man. Yeah, and so what is it they they were all thinking? The idea is that they all stumble into the formula to cast a spell, which cool, is... Cool, we've all done that. Where they're, they're all just have the same intention. And it's about kind of the the innate power of women. Yes. And then women are playing dangerous. that against the, the, the power of men to dominate women. So the fans have already gone onto Shura's Instagram and hounded her until she's quit <laughs> from Instagram. That's what happened because it's a movie about the power of women. By the way, I liked Cher before, but after watching this movie, fuck, I love Cher. Right? I am so yeah. gay right now. I just... I- 
fucking love Cher. I need, like, I need to watch because I still haven't watched Moonstruck or Mask, which are the ones she got nominated. And yeah, won Moonstruck an Oscar I've for. seen, and I didn't like Mask, but then again, I think I was like ten at the time, and I was like, oh, drama. This Ugh. is a Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> speaking yeah. of, sorry, total sidebar. Have you seen the trailer for the new? Um, show he's done like uh, uh, you tagged kidding? me this morning. I didn't watch it. It's look, it's Michelle Gondry directed. He looks like Michelle Gondry in it. He does. Like and the it, one thing I saw, I'm like, oh, that's Michelle. Gond- Wait, is that Jim? Car- it kind of looks like Jim Carrey's found like that balance that he had with something like um, Truman Show or or Eternal Sunshine, where it's like a drama with comedy mixed in this weird yeah. tone. Anyway, sorry, total sidebar. Anyway. No, really cool. Um, what else? Uh, have you otherwise, I um went on a binge on just. <laughs> a bunch of female-led comedies that I had lying around. So um, and also because I wanted to, because I watched Ibiza. Well, we were going to do that as a podcast. We were going to do that as a episode. podcast, but then someone wasn't able to make the movies. I'm not naming any names, me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went and saw, uh, so, so I saw Ibiza, which is a Netflix original special. Have Ibiza. Either of you, Ibiza, sorry. Have either of you seen Ibiza? No. Fucking don't. It is so shit. Noted. There is like, and this is from the man who recommended Solar Babies. <laughs> but do you know Ibiza is actually trying to sue Netflix? I know, over I saw the because movie. they didn't shoot it in Ibiza. They're like, yeah. you can't pull off this place is Ibiza. We're Ibiza. <laughs> but yeah, there is like no stakes in that movie whatsoever. The only like uh, conflict that comes up is always resolved in either the next scene or the same scene. Like there's this one bit. So the, the plot of the movie is let's go to a place and do stuff. They don't do stuff, man. They do not do let's stuff. Let's go to a place and be. Yeah. <laughs> nah. See, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, Chef, but bad. Because Chef amazed me. Chef the, is such a good movie. And it has like no stakes. And I'm like, it has no how? Con- it has, has no, no con- like, like past the point of where everything goes wrong, there's no conflict. Yeah, and it's so good. It's just a guy who keeps succeeding and getting better. And I don't know why that works so well. Whereas Ibiza is not that. It's just Because bad. the reason why is because I think Chef is, if you take a normal movie structure and it's the start, you introduce a thing, there's stuff going on. The point at which everything goes wrong in the movie before the third act, they've literally zoomed in and then expanded that section out yep. to the length of a whole movie. Mm. And that's why it works is because it feels like there's other stuff on either end of it that makes it feel more complete. Yeah. But yeah, Fuck, I anyway. Chef. I should have just watched Chef. So Ibiza. Uh, but then and- I watched uh, Girls' Night, which um, uh, sorry, Girls', Girls Trip. Trip. Yeah, oh, yep. damn it! Why did those two movies come out at the same time? Which I didn't see in cinemas. You recommended it because of I. Uh, it's only it's purely because of Tiffany Haddish. If uh, she's not see, in I that movie, I forgot that you said it was purely because of her. Because yeah, I was like, if it's I not, like her, if but it's not else. because of her, it, that movie would fall apart. And I don't get why people are raving about the movie as a whole. I like, I love it. It's progressive. Mm. Women of color. Yeah, there's a lot yeah, of stuff of I, I liked about it, but I didn't find it funny except for no, her. No, and it was the whole weird phone science with like the uh, the cheating and all that kind of stuff. Just oh, was yeah. like really dumb. And Fucking then the random Instagram. gay joke in the middle of it, where they're like, "Do you have a boyfriend?" Ah! I like that moment happened in the cinema. Well, I'm like, "What the fuck?" It that, went nowhere. I was line? expecting him to be gay, and it was like they all know he's gay, and they were doing it as a joke no. that they knew. And I'm like, "Oh no!" It was, no, just- it was literally just like, "Ha ha!" He could be gay. Yeah. How funny is that? Gays, right? Um, and then I watched a uh, rough night, which I did see in cinema. And of the three, I still love that movie. Does it? I did. I like. I, I didn't hate it, but I, mm. it was very meh to me when I saw it in the cinemas. Maybe it was because I just watched two. <laughs> Shitty, but no, I liked it in cinemas and I liked it now. I just like killing st- hookers. What can I say? Oh, well, there you go. Um, uh, 
Well, uh, and then I, wear, wa- I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I know a lot, so whoa, watch out. Um, and then I watched the whole ten yards. Last I haven't night. seen that one. That's a Bruce Willis one, isn't I it? I did not like it because uh, we watched the whole nine yards uh, a couple months oh, see, ago. Oh, I thought that's the one you were talking about. I haven't seen either of those two movies. Okay, so the first one I kind of like. It's pretty funny. Um, Matthew Perry is Matthew Perry. Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. Uh, in the second one, like they changed Bruce Willis's character a lot, and I kind of like that. But the rest of the movie is so bad. And fuck, man, how much was gay panic jokes in the 2000s, right? Ah, uh, everywhere. Half of that movie is gay panic jokes. They made a literally gay panic the movie in whatever the fucking one about the fireman getting fake married for uh, tax yeah. reasons. Uh, the one that was a ripoff of the Australian gay Adam panic movie. Uh, no, no, no. Um, um, uh, uh, Chuck and Larry. I now pronounced you Chuck and Larry. Yep. Gotta love it. Yep. So what, uh, what have you been watching, Zane? Well, am, am I not allowed to talk about the female-led heist movie that's currently playing? No, because we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it. Oh, you can tell us. You can this. say you've, like, you just don't yeah. spoil it, but if you've seen it, they talk There is no way for me to spoil this movie. Oh, really? No, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a great oh, really? movie. Oh, cool. It's as good as any of the other oceans, if not maybe a little a little bit better. I'll be talking yeah. about them next week because I may have watched them, but <laughs> Oh, cool. I like that you watch them. Oh, yeah, cuz I saw that on Instagram. And yeah, we're yeah. not doing that episode. No, no, no. <laughs> cuz no. we're seeing it tonight. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I saw Ocean's 8 and full of great performances. My one little gripe is that uh, I just hate inverted commas hackers. Yeah. Oh my god. And no, Rihanna's no, the hacker in this one, isn't she? Pardon? Rihanna's the hacker? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's good as Angelina Jolie was in Hackers. <laughs> Better. I haven't seen uh, one, but still. And like they really kind of focused in they gave her a lot of extra screen time, which was like, okay, I get why you're doing it, but I, we don't need to see any of this. Yeah. And there was a little bit of that. And also, um Sandra Bullock and a couple of the others just had a lot of makeup on. It's like all the time. And I I was just really aware of it. Okay. And it's like, it was weird for me to be so aware of how much makeup they're wearing, whether Mm. it was just like those shots or the lights, but it was weird. Um, But a really good movie. Okay. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. I'm looking forward to it because I really didn't, well, we'll talk about it next episode. Yeah. (laughs) Even though I didn't watch him recently. Yeah. Um, And I saw Solo as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also watched Solo. Yes. Uh, What did you think of Solo? A solid C movie. (laughs) It's it's adequate. <laughs> it's just real spoon feedy, not really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um I saw Solo as well and for me I just like you we were saying this just before we recorded. It, it doesn't do anything new. Yeah. Mm. The it, performances are all I actually great. really liked Alden Ehrenreich and I never had an issue with him, but I thought he was a really good casting choice back when they announced it and everyone started complaining about him because he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. I'm like Ugh. It, he's meant to be young. Harrison we'll just Ford. Just do what they did to Joseph Gordon-Levitt in. Just give in him Looper. a fake nose. Jesus, <laughs> just, that just, just looked Bruce Willis weird. Him up. Oh god. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover though in that movie. Great. Oh he's, my god. He just nailed that accent and everything too. Oh, and even though it's like the most pointless things that prequels do, I love the fact that they gave an origin story to the fact that he calls him Han instead of Han. <laughs> like, of all the things that needed an origin oh, really? story. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. So I never movie. paid attention to that in The Empire Strikes Back. I just didn't like that they had all these really interesting characters, and I think they did it out of the fact that they can't kill Han, Chewie, or 
Lando. So but they still had moments else. where they're like, are they going to die? And we're like, it's never going to fucking happen. Like, mm. Chewie's not going to lose his arm because he's alive. Um, but they introduced Tandy Newton as a really phenomenal, awesome character, and then they kill her. <laughs> they introduced Phoebe Waller-Bridge as the droid. Leet. Leet. What? What? L337. Oh, get fucked. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not. That's I guarantee exactly you that was that was a Phil Lord Chris Miller joke. Actually, yeah, I see <laughs> yeah. that was such Absolutely. a Phil Lord Chris Miller joke. Um, see, and, and because the movie was the way it was, I don't see that working. No, <laughs> if no. they lent into um, it, but yeah. they introduce her as a great character and spoiler alert, they kill her. It just it, like the second they uh, killed Tandy Newton, I knew even before we met uh, L three, yeah, that she was going to die because I'm like, well, she's not in the later story. And so I'm like, is she going to die? Is she going to be like integrated into the computer system? And then I was like a hundred percent, right. There's nothing surprising about the movie. And also, um, oh, it, we, I want the Phil or Chris Miller version of that movie. So do I. It would have been so, it's like, it feels like in the same way, like Ant-Man for me. Yeah. It's fine. It, it's but fine. I would it's have, safe. Yeah. It's so safe. It's such a safe movie. Uh, anything else you watched? Oh, that's it. I've watched a few other things, but we'll hmm. talk about them next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hold on to them. For I, wonder a whole how week. Long, I wonder how long we can actually keep up. Like, do, do we spoil? Do we break the wall to the audience that we don't record on a weekly basis? I'm pretty I think sure you we do almost every episode. Every, yeah. so. Almost yeah. every episode, we do two uh, in like. Well, well, at keep a time. the mystery. We could have done four today. Who we did knows? three a couple of weeks ago. Actually, yeah, we did. What a day! Um, well, me, I've been watching so the solo. Shane, what have you been watching? Ah, thank you, Chancellor. Um, I'm not really I, I've binged uh, the new season of Kimmy. Sh- well, no, not all of it, but episodes one to. F- of Kimmy Schmidt. Are you a fanboy of that? Of that I show? like it. I like the humor. I like the writing, and I need I need that kind of because I what annoys me is that people have kind of gone away from the absurdist humor almost it, since Thirty Rock died. It's almost exclusively gone, and it's become um, so, so. Like I like the. Did you ever watch the Mindy Project? Yes. Yeah. So the Mindy Project is funny and it has these absurd lines, but it's never followed through in reality. It's just characters say weird stuff. Whereas Thirty Rock and to a lesser extent, I mean, Kimmy Schmidt is obviously not as good as Thirty Rock, but mm. th- there's the absurdist reality of the show, and Arrested mm. Development is the same. Yeah. And I would ag- I would agree with. I all just miss of that. that in a show. I just can't stand any of the characters. Oh, see, I love, I love, I love uh, uh, Jane Krakowski's character because she's actually had some solid development too. Like, yeah, but no one else has. No, like, no, they're all just kind of like, this is my punchline, and every Kimmy, scene Kimmy, I'm in. Will Kimmy, be- the more I've watched of that show, the less good Kimmy is to me. Correct. Kimmy was much better in season one. Yeah, um, especially this season, she seems to be kind of almost the side character to the much more interesting antics of Titus and yeah. um, uh, what's her name? What's Jane Kukowski's character's name? Jackie. Jacqueline. Jackie, Jacqueline White. And then yeah. she starts an agency and it's white talent. <laughs> it's just, it's oh, I cool. do love all of the uh, sexual harassment jokes in this season. <laughs> oh, the, it was clever to do them with Kimmy, Kimmy though. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Really smart to do. Um, And then as you two know, I've been having a bit of a down a month for like the last while. Yeah. And so I have down a month for the last, Two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
uh, as a result, I kind of went to, and I started rewatching Happy Endings because that's my happy place. <laughs> nice. I just that show. I, is... I was expecting you to just watch a whole bunch of sad romantic comedies and you just crying was, while eating ice cream. I was con- I was seriously at one point tempted to watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind because <laughs> I haven't seen no, that dude, yet, dude. As someone who has watched that movie just after being dumped. Don't do that. That is a bad <laughs> idea. It gets in your head. You're like, yeah. this is a good idea. I, but I was thinking that. I'm like, what if I could Maybe just do race? Maybe will help. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, the I saw the, the, the finale, and I keep harping on about this, but because it deserves to be harped on, I saw the finale of The Good Fight. And holy shit, they, they, they use it so well. Like they used the intro sequence. They seg- The way they segued from the teaser into the intro sequence was just brilliant and then the ending like that show is so fucking good it's it's the best thing ever um and then i watched for the first time ever bill and ted's excellent adventure mm. which oh, i yeah, have we never spoke about seen this. which i'm watching it and i get it but also this movie is literally what everyone thinks the when they think of the 80s this movie encapsulates that entire nostalgia porn idea of the 80s yeah i didn't like i was like i liked how committed keanu reeves was in that role oh, i stand by it's his best it's his best role uh, maybe john wick but that's because john wick is such a straight face character that nothing's happening there it's just him killing really not, that the, I surf, love. not the surf one uh you know i haven't I, seen I, point I do break love point break but i still think him <laughs> in excellent journey and bogus uh sorry excellent it's Adventure, the most like journey, out like a big role seeing him have done. character is so odd <laughs> uh but yeah i was just kind of like eh. i mean i thought the last 20 minutes of it were pretty good but it's a movie with no conflict whatsoever they solve everything by th- remembering <laughs> to do it in the future so apparently this you were telling me the sequel yeah that, that's better. a good way to you know, segue into our sequel talk is bogus journey is one of the better sequels if just because it raises the stakes so much and it's a different movie they're going on a completely different adventure that they did the first time. Well, they're go- not going on an adventure. They're going on a bogus journey. That this is time. true. Ugh, what a bogus journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't bogus meant to be like bad, fake, pretend? I've told you what the journey is, right? Watch the movie. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <clears throat> <laughs> I like it. We're like, solo spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> Bill and Ted, we can't spoil that for people. No, no, that, that is thirty-year-old movie. Yeah. Uh, so, why have sequels and prequels for money? Merchandising, yes, <laughs> merchandising, merchandising. Spaceballs, Spaceballs the t-shirt, t-shirt. Spaceballs <laughs> the flamethrower. I will say, on my top five list of sequels and prequels, I don't think there are any on there that are uh, maybe one that was made for merchandise slash money. They all so that is definitely why we have so many now. Yeah, but I think it's not the only reason. I think there is an artistic reason to have a sequel. There absolutely is, but I think there's like an art to it. Um, I think there's less artistic reason to have a prequel. Yes, I I agree. I 100 percent agree. I can get into Um, something about that. For me, I think like uh, I mean, why have them? So more story obviously is is the big one. There's still more things to go. from the marketing side, it's about building a brand and IP because everything in in Hollywood now is intellectual property. Yeah. And so something, you know, and that's why we can kind of get these comedies that don't really need a sequel that get them like, like Bad Mums and They're some Daddy's of the ones Home. that I hate the most. <sighs> sleeper, hit, sleeper hit comedies always get, so Horrible Bosses. Yeah. Horrible Bosses 2 only exists because Horrible Bosses 1 was like this big sleeper hit mm. and it was the same year as Bridesmaids and it was the that was sort of the, the R-rated comedy finally breaking 
Where like 100 is million our bridesmaid two? That's the I question. I think they've deliberately held off because oh, Kristen <laughs> Wiig is like not doing it, and Judd Apatow is like, I'll do whatever she says, and so they're not doing it. <laughs> but uh, brand recognition is a big one, and then sometimes there are sequels that are, uh, exist because the story is too large for one movie. Lord of the Rings, like yeah. all those big epic ones. I well, think. well, Lord of the Rings, like even the books, the they were the yeah. story was literally too big for books. They there was a paper shortage, so he was like, "Well, cut it up into three books then, six books, wasn't it?" And then they six, and yeah, then made it yeah. Made and it but three, you yeah. see, I love how the story of the movies it went, and they were like trying to do it in one, they couldn't do it in one, and then they went to another producer, and they tried to bargain to do it in well, two. Peter Jackson always wanted to do it as three, three. Yeah. He he was forced to do it as one. They went to I think it was Mir- no Miramax was the one who let them do three, wasn't it? No, uh, no. Or was it MGM? no Miramax wanted. Fuck. Miramax wanted to know two. the story. Yeah. Miramax wanted two and then they went to Bob Evans. No, not Bob Evans. Bob oh, fuck the guy who ran New Line. Yeah. Uh, or ran New Line, I guess. And um and he was like and apparently the line he gave them he was like this is three books, isn't it? And they were ready for him to be saying uh there's too much. He says, "Well, why isn't this three movies?" And that's sort of how it became the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which I think that was a smart a smart sort oh, of Oh, absolutely move. smart. Yeah, and it was really good that they then carried that across to The Hobbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, this solid one choice. Book yeah. One book three movies. Tiny book. Why is it not three movies? Why isn't this three movies? <laughs> that was very clearly, like, I remember Money. when it was yeah. part one and part two, and I could kind of accept that because part two was the fillest. Part one was literally The Whole Hobbit, and part two was just the connecting tissue yeah. between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, and then they threw that idea out. And was just like, let's just expand it for a never-ending... Put a whole bunch of things in there. See, I really could have accepted... People want stuff. Stuff is great. (laughs) I really could have accepted two movies. If just because when you read The Hobbit, there is no detail in that book whatsoever. Like the the Battle of Five Armies. Something happened and then they left. The Battle of Five Armies is literally Bilbo got knocked out, wakes up, everyone's dead. How you doing? And he goes to Gandalf and he's like, hey, Gandalf, what were you doing the entire book when you fucked up? But see, off? that he's actually like, oh, really works. In Game of Thrones season one, yeah. Peter Dinklage is knocked out at the beginning of battle and wakes up at the end of it. And it's actually like a really humorous thing because he's seen as like the hero of this battle because he just happened to survive. Oh, that's great. It's really, really clever. And they do it in the, like that in the book and it works really well. I think a thirst for like more and more detail and stuff that we don't need is just, uh, I mean, it fuels. Well, it's, it's kind of with the mainstreaming of nerd culture. Yeah. Is that, that tendency to have just laser focus on, on on, On the minutiae of everything. I need to know what sandwich he was eating. And, and like, where, where was this person when this was happening? Where is this person when they were off doing that? Where was Tom Bombadil? That's the real question. He was taking a shit. That's what he was doing. He was (laughs) taking a very long poop. Can you just imagine the part of the movie where they just... See, I would see the movie version. (laughs) Like someone joked about like the Hunger Games book and it was the extended version of the Hunger Games book with all the scenes where she goes to the bathroom in it because that would actually happen and they never detail it in the book anywhere. That would make an interesting slash more realistic (laughs) version of the movie, I reckon. Would that make it better? (laughs) Some doesn't people, make it any. Yes, doesn't make it insane. <laughs> no. How much better would that scene with the fire be if she was trying to poop? <laughs> and then, oh my god, flamethrower was coming, and she's like, oh shit, <laughs> literally. Um, but the history of sequels and prequels, uh, it's kind of interesting. I did a little bit of googling on this. Did either of you do some googling? Do I ever do googling? How 
much prep time did I have on this episode? You had less than <laughs> like eight hours-ish. I told you at like nine o'clock at night. That's correct. Um, well, I've done a little bit of... So the first sort of known sequel, it's Fall of a Nation in 1916, which was the sequel to Birth of a Nation, mm. which was the oh, horribly wow. racist John... Is it John Ford? Uh, who did, No, no, uh, D.W. Griffith. D. Sorry, D. W. Griffith. I mean, yeah. it's only... It is racist. It literally started the myth of the black man as rapist. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> denying that, but like having watched it, because I watched, had to watch it at university. Really. Like it's not racist in the way that we think of a racist film. It's literally like white propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. Have you watched? There's a great documentary called Thirteenth on Netflix. Um, Ava DuVernay directed it, and she chronicles. It's basically chronicles like the treatment of African Americans from the abolishment of the Thirteenth Amendment through to the modern day. And the Birth of a Nation takes a big part in it because prior to that movie, there was slavery and all this kind of bad segregation and racism. But these like mythological ideas of black people as these villains. Mm came about because of birth of a nation but anyway so all uh, of the nation fix that no no, oh. no no it was like a story about a suffragette and someone in the middle of war. it was much more of a war melodrama than uh propaganda and it was in 1916 it's now considered a lost film because no copies lasted it was a total bomb but that's sort of the first sequel movie sequel anyway they've been making book sequels for since books existed i guess yeah um and then hamlet two. uh sorry <laughs> hamlet two hamlet two Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Do you remember Shakespeare's classic? Shakespeare's classic. I will um, say Shakespeare did do sequels. He did so. do. Was, uh, I want to Love's, Love's Labour's Found was yeah, the lost, yeah. ironically. I thought that was a joke. No. I've he, heard of Love. They, oh they reckon it's one of his other plays, that, like As You Like It or something like that, yeah. and they reckon that that's actually like a redraft of Love's Labour's Found. Oh, okay. Um, that's so, that's a, that's a bad real life pun. Um, there's a movie called, uh, so the first prequel, uh, oh. is it's called another part of the forest in 1948 based on some Don't movie like with the title forest. I've never heard of it before Googling this. Um, but the whole idea of prequels really didn't take a hold until the late sixties slash seventies. And some of the most sort of big mainstream iconic ones, the good, the bad, and the ugly is a prequel yeah. uh, set during the height of the civil war as the other ones are set at the end of it. And so kind of Indiana Jones. That, yeah, how, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then The Godfather Part Two is probably the big yeah. iconic yeah. Academy Award winning, considered one of the greatest sequels ever made. And I, I still haven't actually watched The Godfather Part Two. I've seen The Godfather Part One and I, I didn't like it, but I think I need to revisit them because they're so ubiquitous with film culture. Yeah. So how dare you host a film podcast <laughs> and not... Do you like those movies? I do. I was hoping you say no, but you've got to watch it. Well, I will say I've watched a lot of movies because you have to watch it if you like movies. And I'm working on it. I'm working on the, that pile. He's got a pile, man. Yeah, you should put Godfather to the top of that pile. I've seen Godfather 1. Part 2. But should I re-watch How Part 1? How dare you talk about sequels? <laughs> should I re-watch Part 1 in prep? Because I haven't watched yeah, Part prob- 1 in, in... Probably, if you haven't watched it it's in a so while. so long. You sound like Seb. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Not a okay, no. Hey, okay, I'm Seb, watching him now. Seb I don't like want to sound like right? Seb. I don't yes. want to sound like yeah, Seb. Yeah, no, nah, he's cool. <laughs> I don't want to sound like Seb anymore. Okay, I'm watching well, one them. One of his main criteria is how long a movie is. If but it's see, the shorter the movie, through, the better the movie. But he sits through fucking Marvel shit, which is all longer than any And single... he complains about oh, it. Okay, well, as long as he's consistent. <laughs> as long as he's consistent. Um, I wrote, I spelled ugly, U-G-L-E, 
on my notes. That's just like weird. A, literally, no one would have found this out. No. But you've let the whole audience I know think it's how shit Uggle. Yeah. <laughs> it's the good, the, the good. bad, and the uggle. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the uggos. Um, so the types the of sequels, what well, do we consider like different kinds of sequels? Because I was trying to look up like a definitive list and there was a couple, but then people like listed prequels and then like, uh, like, well, they, I think, a, sequ- like I think a prequel is a sequel. It's a kind of a sequel. It's a, it's a, it's a text that postdates the original text, but it just tells a story before. Set before chronologically. Yeah. But okay. then also, I guess you've got sequels that are written specifically to be a sequel or sequels that are part of the original text continuing. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I've kind of got like there's ones where it's like the subsequent chapters, the text continuing, something like Back to the Future, yeah. Kill Bill, uh, The Matrix. Back. Uh, oh, uh, so yeah, they're usually done like back-to-back narratives, like the narrative continues yeah. almost directly on. Um, and they've got this one where it's like the new story, but same characters which is sort of a lot of the ones where they didn't intend on a sequel, but the first one was so successful. They're like, more, oh, please. Yeah. American Psycho 2, one of my favorites. No, 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 no. That's, is that same characters? Uh, no. That's a, no, no, no. See, that's, Sorry, a, different, that's, that's a different kind of sequel. Story, so same characters. story, new story, same characters is something like Pirates 2. Mm. Yeah. But see, Pirates 2 and 3 are the subsequent chapters. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas Pirates 1 to Pirates 2, they're pretty much unrelated. They have threads that continue on, but it's for the most part, a completely new story. National Treasure 2. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I just I <laughs> want to bring that one up with you in the room, you on the episode. You're missing a wonderful um, face. It's set in the world, uh, what do I go, National Treasure, in the world where it works. I don't know what that note means. Sister Act 2 is another one of these. Yep. Um, same story, same characters, new digit on the title, a.k.a. Bad Mums or The Hangover. It's mm-hmm. the exact. It's just a literal yeah. repetition of the thing you just saw because we just need to add a two on it. Die Hard 2. Yes, exactly right. My least favorite Die Hard because I haven't seen Die Hard 5. Don't mm, ever watch it. Yeah. Don't ever watch it. Do I have, not. I have made it is choice. so bad. And they try to do like a, they try to make it a continuing story because it's like his son or some shit like yes. that. Well, well, the fourth one it was is his, his daughter. Son. Was it? Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It was amazing because it was Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, but then five is about his son and they reference the daughter, but she never. I'm on up. vacation. Also, yeah. that's the whole Jai movie. Courtney is no more. Mar- Mary Elizabeth Winston. I'm not a fan of his. I've never seen a performance of his where I was Honestly, like, that's good. This is the one. This is the one good thing I'll ever say about this movie. Suicide Squad makes Jai Courtney acceptable. I'm like, I like him in this movie. This is the really? o- he is the only character I like because he's not Will Smithing about going, oh my daughter, and he's not fucking Harley Quinn going. Me- Everybody loves me. He's a side <laughs> character. Is a great impersonation. <laughs> he is a side character who is just fucking fun. And Jai Courtney being fun is so rare. Okay. He is not a fun he's guy. Like, he's like, because he's always cast shit. as the, the, the boring hard thug. Yeah, he's like, hey, I'm, um, I'm joking. But, um, and then I've got like the, the sequel where it's completely unrelated. They're just taking the name. So something like a lot of the straight to DVD ones like yeah. that, that you talked about the howling. Yeah. Oh, one yeah. of these uh, Mean Girls 2. Mm. Uh, American Psycho 2 is one that yep. comes up. Is there another one? I feel like there's another one, like a really iconic movie that's like a sequel, but completely unrelated to the to the first movie. There's probably. I mean, the Bring It On movies yeah. are that. Yeah. I mean, Although some of them are pretty good. Legally Blonde 3. <laughs> Legally Blondes. Because Legally Blonde three is now happening. I've heard Chanel told me yesterday. So uh, it the Legally Blondes is just the straight yeah. to DVD. Sorry, uh, sequel that's got nothing to do. It's uh, sh- her cousin, her twin cousins. 
Mm. Oh god. Mm. So then you also have the the extended universes. Yeah, like, you it's can't, like spin-offs you, and side. Yeah, bars. like Black Panther is not a is is part of some series, but you wouldn't call it a sequel to Iron Man. True. True that. Okay, yeah. Would you yeah, say that's... it's a sequel to Civil War? It's probably it's a much more direct closest. sequel. And but then would you call Iron Man a prequel to Civil War? Or Civil War a sequel to Iron Man? Oh my sequel god, to... my brain. Yeah, <laughs> it, like that's the thing. They're they're kind of more of a web. Damn it, of... Marvel. And then is and then is uh Rogue for example, Rogue One, is it a sequel to the original trilogy or is it a prequel to the new trilogy? Yeah. Like like is Whereas, where... Like the DCEU, it's much easier to track. Like everything spawns from Man of Steel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Halloween franchise, seeming the yeah. trailer just came out this morning. You've Have got, you watched it? I need, uh, no, I'm, I haven't. I'm but you tempted, got, but then I actually really want to see it. Halloween 2, Hallo- uh, Halloween 1, Halloween 2. Halloween 2 is a direct sequel. It's like literally the same day, isn't it? I or like so, hours yeah. later. Uh, then you have. I think they like pick up straight again. Yeah, Halloween. It, it's when she's like going to us. I think the first thing might we be have the to whole do, pool. Anyway, sorry. Side note. Yeah, we have to do a Halloween like on Hall- around Halloween when it comes out. We're doing a Hall- like just a whole episode on the Halloween franchise. Oh, okay, cool. Because I've only seen number one. The do original. you know how crazy it gets? How no. like Halloween three? I is thought H two O Halloween H two O. I thought there was something to do with water. So the Halloween- longest <laughs> time. <laughs> Halloween H two O is a direct sequel to two, and Halloween Resurrection is a. Del- Direct sequel to uh, to H2O. And then Season of the and Witch. And then Season of the Witch unreal. is its own thing. Then Halloween 4 is a direct sequel to 2 as well, but it's a different story. Halloween 5 and 6 uh, is are both sequels to that. I'm pretty sure H2O is number 7, and that's retracing. And then the new Halloween is ignoring H2O. It's ignoring uh, 4, and it's another sequel to Halloween 2. Oh, right. And then you have the Rob Zombie remakes. Um, I put expanded universes in the prequel kind of times. There's also like the one, the history of a side character. So something like, it's something, um, oh, I guess it's more what of a movie you're talking about there. Wait, what am I? I'm solo. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, I've just lost my train of thought. It's the fuck. Where am I going with extended this? universe? Extended universe. It's the psych. Oh, it's something like pirates Four, right. As a mm. sequel. It's about the supporting character from the last franchise. And it's yeah. kind of like a weird way to carry on because they think, oh, Johnny Depp makes money. Um, Remember when Johnny Depp made money? I think he still kind of does. Oh, fuck off. I mean, I mean I, not yeah, as much as he, he used to. <laughs> uh, he makes people. money and beats women. Um, no Apparently he's he's quite sick, so. Well, that's good. Oh, I feel bad. I mean, we, he, we always knew he was sick. He beats women. But hey. what are you trying to say? Uh, so the problem with sequels slash prequels. Uh, personally, I always think if they don't raise the stakes enough, if mm. this movie, because a movie should always be the most exciting part of that person's life at that point. So a sequel should be more exciting. Uh, it's, I always bring this up as Mission Impossible. Uh, sorry, Mission Impossible 2. Uh, Men in Black 2. Men in Black 2 has the exact same stakes, if not less, than the first one. It's not until the third one where they're like, oh, time travel, at least time's all fucked up. I'm like, yeah, you've raised the stakes. I accept this as a sequel. I don't think the stakes have to be physically raised. I don't think it has to be... Like, like if you did an end-of-the-world movie, you don't then have to do an end-of-the-universe... Yeah, yeah. You don't have to then do an end-of-the-universe movie. But, I mean, you can always raise a different set of stakes. Exactly. This is where I, I... Die Hard is technically a perfect series because each one they 
technically raise the stakes. The first one is one guy in a building and his wife's there. It sucks. He's got to save himself, his wife, and money. In the second movie, it's an airport. They've expanded the size. They've expanded the scope. His wife is now in the air and she could die if Along it runs out of fuel. Along with a couple of hundred people. Hey, a couple hundred people. That's pretty shit. Number three, it's all of New York and they have a bomb in a school and it's also raising the personal stakes where it's a specific attack against John McClane. The fourth one, it's over Washington. It's over an entire fucking state. And it's like, oh, the country's in trouble, but you haven't raised the stakes for John. John is literally there because he's fucking there. You're going to be really disappointed when you watch the fifth five. One, it's, it's all over fucking Russia. It's not all over for Russia. There's uh, nothing one. in. Ah, well, the, fuck you, the, Russia. The final fight is like in Chernobyl or something, yeah. isn't it? Oh, that sounds Where, awesome. No. You're selling it with me. No, it's like no one's going to die. Because what are they Chernobyl. going to do? Turn Chernobyl into a wasteland? Like, <laughs> it, it's so. It's like, I, I, I do not understand how. M- colossally they fucked up in that sequel because even bad sequels are better than Die Hard 5. <laughs> Die Hard 5 just, just makes no... He just runs around. There's no actual plot or explanation well, for anything the for the first 40 minutes of the movie. When you get that far into a series is you've developed all these tropes and you're not telling a story. You're just transplanting tropes into a movie. But the James Bond franchise yeah. is an example of where that becomes really good. Something like Casino Royale and even Skyfall. I love Skyfall a lot. I think the James Bond series is all kind of an exception because they can what get do they away count with it. Because they're kind of sequels, but kind of reboots, but kind of remakes. Each story is its own thing with this one character. But then they also for, continue on because yeah, certain kind of. characters travel through, like, like M went from Pierce Brosnan through to uh, and Daniel Craig. It was the same Q up until I think it was. Uh, the third Pierce Brosnan film, they recast Q as... Um, I think we can all just say it's very obvious that he's a Time Lord. As yeah, is oh, no, absolutely. everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, M didn't die. It was just like, as they looked away, she was like, oh, I'm Ray Fiennes. <laughs> I don't want to go. Ray Fiennes. <laughs> um, I, I think, I mean, the problem is when they do it bad, it's the repetition of the formula. It's you yeah. take all the tropes from, the, like, The Hangover 2... I watched Hangover 1. I wasn't a huge fan, but I was like, you know what? It, it did what it did. Mm. It started the R-rated comedy thing. I then watched yeah. number two and I'm like, this is the exact, Literally the exact the same movie. Thing. I'm like, how do you lose your friend? You are terrible friends. You are actually <laughs> well, terrible well, friends. I think, I think by that point, like that, they know their audience and their audience is that, that, that bro who wants to like imagine himself in one of those roles and they just wanted to give that to him again. The third movie was at least a different story because it was specifically about them trying to get the fucking crazy Zach Galifianakis into like a hospital or something. Or I, I did not watch it. I refused. I I, remember I, I, it's same. very much a def- different story. But see, you story. can know the bro audience and then you can play with it. I think what they did with 21, 22 Jump Street was so clever. With That's because they went so meta. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meta. Oh, the meta sequels. What does uh, Nightmare on Elm Street... Oh, a new uh, night. West Craven's up, new nightmare. Yeah, West Craven's what new does nightmare. that count as? Because that is based in the real world where the Nightmare on Elm Street films exist. And okay. Because okay. Well, let me ask you: Human Centipede. I haven't seen uh, okay, either so of them. So each Human Centipede film 
is based in a universe where the last Human Centipede film was made. So the first one is just Human (laughs) Centipede. It's great. Second one is about this guy who was obsessed with the movie Human Centipede, so he decides to recreate it using duct tape, and it's black and white for some reason. Staples, yep. Then the third movie (laughs) is a prison system where the two actors from the last two movies are two different characters who run a prison, who love the first two movies, and decide they've got to implement that in the prison system. That's how you can control the prisons. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then the people come in and go, this is a great idea. Boo-boo. Satire. What? So it's really meta, meta. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I'd never bother with those movies because it felt like it was purely sold on the gimmick. Well, it was. Like, it, 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 was, a, it was a meme at the time as Human Centipede 1 and then Human Centipede 2. I actually really enjoyed what they did. I didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind the of fuck? The examination of what of the reaction to the movie. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the, this crazy person just obsessing over the movie is kind of the filmmaker going, like, you crazy people shouldn't be obsessing over this movie. Oh, okay, right, right. And then the But then apparently one, they I, squish I, a I, I fetus under an accelerator there. pedal or something yeah. like yeah. that, and yeah. I, I heard about that, and I'm like, yeah, I'm never watching this movie <laughs> ever. Um, also, what's the, what you kind of said is that, um, and it was a point that Edgar Wright sort of brought up that because he keeps getting asked to do a sequel to Hot Fuzz. And he says, the problem is, is that the characters have changed. They become the better person they need to be. Once they've done that, where do they go? Where do you take them? Do you make them a terrible person? Do you just undo everything that you just which spent is what the last which so many, so many sequels undo it? Which is what I loved about Solo because Solo, like Han Solo's character specifically goes from a scoundrel to a hero in the first movie. And in this one, he kind of goes from, oh, I want to be a good guy. And in the end, he shoots first. Boom. He goes from a, he goes from a hero to a scoundrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, one of I, my favorite things about that film is that they reverse his story arc just so they could have a story arc in the, new, in yeah. the original And that's movies. why I think, I think something like um, uh, National Treasure 2 as a sequel, and I know you're going to hate me for bringing this up, mm. but as a you sequel. You can bring it up. I'm just going to switch off. <laughs> but as a sequel, it. It's really interesting because he's trying to prove himself to um, the world around him. Mm. And then number two is he's done that and then he has to he, – because he, the whole plot is he has to prove that his, his family wasn't actually terrible and didn't assassinate Lincoln uh, and Lincoln, all that kind yeah. of shit. And, but what they do with the personal story is it's, he, he's trying to win over Diane Kruger. Yeah. He's won over Diane Kruger. They're divorced now. They're arguing because the life that they led together didn't quite work. Like it's a really great – continuation of a story that didn't that had a definitive end emotionally yeah. like like personal character development wise and then externally it was really kind of interesting sister act two is also a really great one purely because they uh we'll talk about it in a tick but um uh with prequels what makes them shit is death is off the table yeah the, you the, know what you solo that some stake yeah you've lost a lot of stake because you know and like with solo is anyone surprised? Like, wait, he made the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs. Oh my god! Only if you round down. Only if you round. <laughs> I would love if they didn't do the Kessel Run, and it turns out the whole thing was a lie. That would at least re- 